Welcome to a podcast from Alive Church in Newark. We believe that the gospel changes lives, so we hope you're ready to hear from God, be challenged and inspired. Here's our speaker for today. We're also going to hear throughout this time from Roger Bretherton, who is an associate professor at the University of Lincoln, and he is he works in the psychology department, and his area of special research is spiritual wholeness. So we're going to get to hear some fantastic teaching from him, which is really exciting. And as well as that, our Connect Groups start up this week. Woo! Yes! And our Connect Group series is going to follow our Sunday series. So um, when you come on a Sunday, obviously we have this time of teaching, but our Connect Groups, they really give us a chance to talk things through, to ask questions, to help each other, you know, to pray with each other, which we just don't quite get the opportunity to do on a Sunday. So these will go on really nicely next to each other. I would so encourage you, it is not too late. If you do want to be in a Connect Group, come and see me. I will find somewhere for you Um, because they start up this week and you don't want to miss a week on this new series it's a it's a starting point like Stuart said you know it's so important that we get this right that we understand the wholeness that God has and desires for each and every one of us so what is wholeness and why is it important why are we doing this series well the dictionary defines wholeness as a state of being comfortable healthy and happy pretty good In psychology today, it says wholeness is the experience of health, happiness, and prosperity. It includes having good mental health, high life satisfaction, and a sense of meaning or purpose. More generally, well-being is just feeling well. And why is it important? Well, as we've we've heard briefly from Stuart, but also um, I was in a meeting on Monday where Stuart briefly spoke about about this new series and he said we don't want to be a people that are so busy and bogged down that we miss a revival we don't want to be a people that are so burnt out that we can't do what God is asking of us and it's not just about that physical ability it's not just about taking on too much it's a very holistic view that we're going to be looking at all these different areas of wholeness but that's so important and also what Stuart mentioned in the video is it is such a topical thing Everyone is talking about wholeness, wellness, well-being, healthy body, healthy mind, all these things. But actually what we know and what we believe is that you cannot have full wholeness without acknowledging the God who created everything. So what we can be learning in these next few weeks and in our connect groups is how we can be giving answers to the world that are so desperately searching to understand and have a whole life that you cannot achieve full and complete wholeness if you do not know your maker it is not possible it is biblical it is God's will for each and every one of us that we would live a life of wholeness the world tells us a lot to pursue happiness but actually we know that happiness is temporary and we are called to pursue holiness in 1 Peter 1 16 it says it says this it says it is written be holy for I am holy we are called to pursue holiness not happiness and that is our cry for the next five weeks pursue what makes you holy not just what makes you happy and yes those things will be linked but not always what makes us happy is what's best for us so this is not going to be five six weeks of a self-help group it might sound like that to start with but that's not what it is we believe and fully believe that this is biblical this is spiritual and it is going to be absolutely steeped in that because when we are 
further along this journey of wholeness, when we are in a great a place of greater wholeness, well, then we can better represent God to those around us because God is the one true holy wholeness. He is the one being that is fully whole. And so we actually don't see the word wholeness in the Bible, um, but there's another word and it's a Hebrew word and it's the word shalom. And this word is often used in our Bibles. If we see the word peace, it's probably been translated from the word shalom and it's a Hebrew word and it's used to mean hello and goodbye, but it also has this really rich meaning that actually can't just be summed up in one word like peace. Shalom means complete well-being in every area of life, wholeness. It means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. And so shalom is this word that we're going to be looking at over these next six weeks. Shalom, what it means and how we can achieve a greater shalom in our lives. And we can't have wholeness without acknowledging our brokenness. So if I had a a full pie here and I took a slice out, it's now broken. But you can't have brokenness without having wholeness. If you take something away, it must have at one point been whole. If it was once working, it was whole and it was then made broken. So we know that we have been created by a God who is whole. He created a perfect world and it was whole until there was brokenness. And now we are living in a broken world, but there is wholeness and wholeness is achievable. But like a lot of things in our Christian faith, not fully achievable until we are in glory with God. A full and complete wholeness is not achievable until we are with God. But it doesn't mean that we don't try. It doesn't mean that we don't pursue it. It doesn't mean that it won't make our lives better just because we can't ever get to the end of that journey until we're in heaven. It doesn't mean that we don't try. Just like we can never be fully Christ-like until we're in heaven, we still know that it is important that we pursue a life of godliness and a life of holiness. So we are all somewhere on this journey of wholeness. And over these next six weeks in our Sundays and in our connect groups, we want to see everybody be given the tools and the understanding to be able to move further and further along into this life that God has called us to have, a life to the full, a fantastic full life. So how are we going to do that? Well, first of all, we're going to follow the best directions. Now, it it, it can be quite hard, so we're going to need some good directions, mainly because, and I find this personally, and I'm sure some of you would agree with me, that our natural self doesn't always want to do the things that we know are really better for us. Because there's things that are a bit more comfortable that make us feel good for a little while, that happiness, you know, like if I've had a long day at work, if the kids have been playing up and shouting at me and I just get home and I think, do you know what? I just want to lie on the sofa. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to binge watch my favorite program and I'm going to eat some lint chocolate because God made lint chocolate in heaven. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe, maybe I'm going to do a bit of online shopping because this is going to make me feel so much better. Our natural self tells us that those things are going to make us feel better, don't they? And, and they're not bad things. It's not bad to do those things. You know, sometimes that is what you need. You just need to put your feet up and you need to rest and rest is biblical. But it's when we put those things above the things that we know are actually what's going to make us holy. If I have an argument with Ollie, 
what I might want to do, my natural self, is run away and not talk to him and be annoyed. But actually, I know what we need to do is we need to talk. We need to pray. We need to understand how we've got to this point, And we need to pursue the right way to resolve that rather than just what might make us feel good at the time. But what's hard is that there are so many messages about this. It's topical. Everyone's talking about it. You can read books and magazines and everything's telling you how to do it right, how to do it well. True self-love is a kind of love that will take us further along this journey of wholeness. It is about pursuing what makes us holy and not what makes us happy. And those choices are hard. For me, it's getting out of bed in the morning. I set my alarm like an hour before I need to get up, but I know in my head, 15 minutes is all I need. Brush my teeth, put some clothes on, get out the door, I'm fine. And so it's so easy for me to just roll over and think, 45 minutes more. Well, you know, what harm is that going to do? But the days when I get out of bed, I do the thing that's hard and maybe doesn't feel that good for me right then. And I read my Bible and I spend time in prayer and I listen to some worship music or something just to set my day up. I know it feels better. It feels good. My day is changed. I'm happier. I bring God into my entire day. I see God moving in ways that I didn't know were going to happen. And yet the next day, it's a battle again to get myself out of bed. I know it's good for me. I know it's right. And yet it's hard every day. And that's why we need to follow the best directions. Well, good news is, or bad news, there's about 120 million YouTube videos that you can watch, if anyone's got the time for that. There's books, Christian, secular, documentaries, TV shows, diet plans. There's exercise routines, essential oils that you can, you can diffuse around your house, which I love, by the way. Stretches. You can even buy certain clothes that are supposed to increase your wellness. These things are great, and they are, but it can be overwhelming. And where do we need to look to find the real truth? Well, we have our Bibles. So the good news is we have the Bibles, we have the Holy Spirit, and the Bible is the most comprehensive overview of wholeness in every area of your life that you will find. So don't be overwhelmed. Don't be confused. Start with your Bible. doesn't mean that everything else needs to be chucked out, but our Bibles are going to give us the truth about what is right and what is good for us. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says this. May God himself, the God of peace, shalom, we see there, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And we see here that God cares about all of us. He talks about our spirit, the part of us that's made in the image of God. He talks about our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our body, our physical and health and, and fitness. But to achieve full wholeness, we can't neglect one of these areas. And actually what we see here is that the desire is that every area would know peace, that we'd be sanctified by God in all of those areas. To achieve full wholeness, we cannot neglect one of those areas. God wants all of shalom for all of us in every area of our lives. 
There's a quote here from Tim Keller, who's a pastor and theologian. You may have read or seen some of his books. He's written some great books, and it says this, Shalom is one of the key words and images for salvation in the Bible. The Hebrew word refers commonly to a person being uninjured and safe, whole and sound. In the New Testament, Shalom is revealed as the reconciliation of all things to God through the work of Christ. And then he quotes 1 Colossians 19 to it says God was pleased through Christ to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through Christ's blood shed on the cross now he goes on to say this shalom is experienced sorry shalom experienced is multi-dimensional it flows from all of one's relationships being put right with God within oneself and others Shalom is God's plan for individuals, is God's plan for communities, and is God's plan for the nations of this world. Shalom is God's desire for all of us. And the Bible reveals from beginning to end this plan that God has for my well-being, for your well-being. And over the next five weeks, we're going to be using our Bibles to understand this greater. So we're going to need our Bibles, definitely. Second of all, we're going to need some expertise. I know that if I am going to be stranded on a desert island, I'm taking Bear Grylls, okay? He's got the expertise. He knows what to do. I trust him. That's fine. When I was paragliding off a mountain, I wanted to know that my instructor had done it before. He knew the route and that everything was going to be okay. I wanted to know that the parachute thing was going to work. I need expertise. If I'm going on a journey where I'm going to try and grow in this this wholeness in every area of my life, then I'm going with someone who knows what they're on about. Someone who knows more about my physical wholeness than the best physical trainer, nutritionist, sleep expert, or doctor. Someone who knows more about my emotional wholeness than the best psychologist or counselor. Someone who knows more about my spiritual wholeness than the best guru, religious leader or philosopher, someone who knows more about my relational wholeness than the best marriage counsellor or the best relationship coach, someone who knows more about my vocational wholeness than the best career advisor, someone who knows more about my financial wholeness than the best financial planner. I'm talking about God, of course, God who created each and every one of us. If I'm going on this journey and if we're going on this journey, we need to seek expertise and who better than God. In Judges, it says God is peace. God is shalom. God is wholeness. God is peace. God is shalom. We want to go on this journey with God. If we're going to try and achieve better shalom, we we need the person who is Shalom to take us there. Rick Warren said, you were made by God and for God. And until you understand this, life will never make sense. You were made by God and for God. And until you understand this, life will never make sense. God is the source of all well-being and in his presence we experience greater well-being because he made us. He knows us inside and out. 
He knit us together in our mother's womb. He knows every hair on our head. He knows everything about us. He knows our strengths, our weaknesses, our hopes, our fears, our desires. God knows us like nobody else ever could. God wants to give us a John 10.10 life, a life to the full. We read in John 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they, that you, may have eternal life and have it to the full. Who said that? Jesus. Jesus said it. He has come. Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the full. This is God's desire for each and every one of us, that we would have life to the full. So we're going to need to seek expertise, and we're going to need to uh, take our Bibles with us, and finally, we're going to need to travel this with others. This isn't a journey to be traveled alone. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12 says this, Here we go. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If they fall down, one can help the other up. But pity those who fall and have no friend to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can be defend, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We are wired for community. We are wired for relationship in every area of our lives. It's modeled in the Trinity. And we need this to succeed in any area of life, but also along this journey. This is not something to do alone. And that's why we have our connect groups. That's why we have things like brew. That's why we have coffee, chat, and pray. These things are not meant to be journeyed alone. I know that if I want to run more, I am more likely to go running if I have a friend to go running with. They're going to spur me on. They're going to encourage me. I'm going to feel like, oh, I can't let them down. I've got to go today. They're waiting for me. Same with a Bible plan. If I'm doing a Bible plan with someone else, I'm going to get more out of it because I get their perspective. I get my perspective. And again, I'm encouraged to do it. I'm encouraged to succeed because it's not just me on my own because on my own and in my natural desires, I can roll over and go back to sleep. But when there's someone else who's doing it with me, I will wake up and I will do it because I'm not just thinking about how this is good for me. I'm also thinking that I I don't want to lose face. (laughs) I want to win at this. (laughs) So our connect groups are going to be really, really important in this year. And I know I've said this, I know I've said this, but over the next six weeks, connect groups are really going to be the place where we can pray together. We can encourage each other. We can pull the best out of each other in connect groups. It's amazing at the different stages and life journeys that people have been on and how much we can learn from each other. Find somebody who has gone through a battle that you are going through and who can help you and guide you that's okay we can ask each other for help you know it saves a lot of mistakes it's a good thing to do we must get together we must support each other because we are wired for community and we are not meant to do any of life on our own Sundays are fantastic. Sundays we learn a lot, we gather together, but Sundays don't always give us the best opportunity for vulnerability and accountability. And those are things that you will get in smaller groups. And it's important to be vulnerable with with 
you know, chosen people. You don't have to be vulnerable of everybody, but to have, you know, that, that one close friend or those two close friends that you know you can say, I am struggling to be transformed by the renewal of my mind. I am struggling to believe that God has a plan for my physical wholeness because I don't feel it. I am struggling with my relationship with God because this terrible thing has happened to me and I can't help but view God as somebody who doesn't love me now, even though I've been told he loves me. You need people that you can be honest with and who will support you and love you and encourage you along that journey. And we need, to, we need accountability. Like I said, I'm going to read my Bible more if I'm reading my Bible with someone else. So find somebody. Say, hey, fancy signing a new Bible plan? You can do it on your phone. Holly told me this. You can do it on your phone. And you can have like two people on the same one and then you can write notes to each other. Fantastic. Don't even have to be in the same room. <laughs> Just kidding. It's good to be in the same room. But if you can't be, it's also really good to do it over your phones. <laughs> find somebody and, and, and just work with them. And also it doesn't, yeah, like <laughs> we provide so many opportunities. If you only come to church on a Sunday, you will get so much out of this gathering, but there is so much more available when you are able and willing to come along to the other things that we do in the life of the church, because you, you're just going to get so much more out of any teaching series that we do. If you're coming along to a connect group, but I feel especially with this one, so what we have today really is an opportunity. And I know we're, I feel like maybe we can't say Happy New Year anymore and talk about how we're in, just into the new year, but we're still in January. So I'm going to hold on to it. We're in January. A lot of people start new things in January. It's a good time to start things again. I tend to start things in January and then start them in September because I didn't quite manage it in January. But um, this is an opportunity today. This first week is all about understanding what is wholeness, why we want to run after this, and why it's important, and how we're going to do it. So this week is almost like our, our foundations. We get to decide today if you're in this, and if you want to pursue this, and if there's something that you want to take seriously, you get to decide this today. And I would love for each and every one of us to take this opportunity quite seriously and to think about our lives, our wholeness. And I'll go through those topics that we're going to be looking at in a moment. And I'd love for each and every one of us just to write down an area that at the end of these six weeks, we would love to see a greater understanding, have more skills to be able to, to understand a certain area of, of well-being and wholeness of shalom over that particular thing that we find hard. So we're going to be looking at our mindset, how it can be transformed by the renewal of our minds, how we can set our minds on things above things like our fear and anxiety and how at times they can control us perspective and thoughts we're going to be looking at physical wholeness our health our bodies rest and rhythms i know howard spoken to us before about the rhythms of life and the importance of understanding the rhythms of life we're going to be looking at relational wholeness our relationship with god our relationship with others and also our relationship with ourselves how we love ourselves. We're going to be looking at spiritual wholeness, our understanding of God, the Trinity, and allowing what that means to 
impact us in our spiritual life. You know, it's so much a part of us. It's not a separate thing. The spirit lives in us, but sometimes we don't even fully understand the wholeness of that. And then our emotional wholeness as well. Our emotions are real, and at times our emotions dictate our reactions. And at times our reactions aren't necessarily the reactions that come from a place of emotional wholeness. And so there may be emotional pain that we know that we just need to let go of and and an understanding of shalom in our emotional state is going to allow us to be able to let go of some emotional pain that means that we react to certain things in certain ways that aren't necessarily the way we should be reacting and so I'd love I'm going to give us I'm going to give everybody two minutes and if you've got pen and paper if you've got notes on your phone I'd love for you to write something down because like Sam said on that first week you know when we write something down and we come back and we look at it again over a certain length of time we can see a difference whereas if we forget about it and we we kind of don't necessarily make an agreement or we, we think something in our head like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to focus on this area of wholeness. And then we we forget about it or we look back in a week and we think, well, nothing's changed. But I'd love for us at the end of these six weeks to look back at what we were able to write down and say, I have seen a breakthrough in this area or I now have the skills to understand how I can achieve a breakthrough in this area or I see God differently now. That means that I understand his desire for my physical wholeness, for my emotional wholeness. I understand now that I can transform my mind and that will transform my thoughts which will transform my emotions which means it will transform my relationship with God which means and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on so I'd love I'm going to give everybody two minutes just to 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 think of an area that you would love to be able to look back in these six weeks and think I have seen a real difference in this I have seen a breakthrough in this write that down individual I'm not going to ask anybody to share that or read that out or anything but it's just for you it's a personal stand it's a do you know what there's things we're leaving behind in 2019 like Dom said last week and those things are going to be a lot easier to leave behind if we understand the wholeness that God has called us to he has called us to a life of fullness a life of wholeness life to the full and those things that Dom listed last week those things don't belong in a life of fullness and a life of wholeness it's going to be easier to leave them behind when we are able to ask God to help us so let's just take a moment to do that individually that's all from us today thanks for listening We pray you have a great day.